Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and prioritize yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured, and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. Do you have a chronic illness and are overwhelmed with advice or conflicting information? My book, Hope in a Dark Tunnel, gives you actionable steps to create your path back to well-being and positivity, hope and resilience without false promises. Head to www.hopeinadarktunnel.com. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today my guest is Dr. Stacey Mobley. And Stacey has attended and practiced with more than 15,000 patients. So that's amazing. So welcome to you, Stacey. Thank you, Bev. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have a naturopathic doctor on the show. So we're going to kick off with, tell me a bit more about yourself and what it is that you do. Okay. So you mentioned that I am a licensed naturopathic doctor. I absolutely love what I do because I I had the opportunity to learn the best of both worlds. So the conventional allopathic medicine, which is what most people are used to, and then how to use natural therapies to really move healing forward. And so it's so much more than just popping supplement pills or um, doing yoga, which those are great. But Mary and those two have been really amazing to help people move forward with their health goals. Mm, and so how long have you been practicing, Stacey? Ah, uh, now, oh my gosh, Bev, you're making me think about that. So now for about eight years. So it's it's been a really fun ride and time has flown really fast, but that does happen when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> doing something that you're passionate about. And that leads me to another question because let's talk about your well-being journey and why you became so passionate about health. Yeah. So ironically, my health issues started after I already started the journey to med school. So this started because I didn't want to be anything else other than a doctor. That's literally how this journey started. But on my way to med school and um, which I was on track for traditional MD, I didn't know anything about naturopathic medicine at that time or wellness other than what my grandparents would talk about. And I did not really think there was much merit to it, believe it or not. (laughs) so such an oxymoron for me to be here talking about this and so when I started to have health issues such as anxiety panic attacks more cavities than usual with my teeth um oh my gosh I would have this huge rash I used to call the Michael Jackson rash because it just really changed my color to be more of Bev's complexion (laughs) which is clearly not supposed to happen, which that ended up being a huge fungal yeast issue that no one knew how to deal with. So all of those things led me down the journey of really understanding what to do for myself because I went to doctors, I went to health practitioners, and no one was really able to help me in the way I needed help. Yeah. So for you, you you were already in MD school and you switched to naturopathics or how did you do that? Ah, 
was such an interesting question. So I'd taken the MCATs, which is our, our test here in the U.S. I'm not sure if it's the same in Australia, um, to enter medical school. And so I'd apply. I was applying to schools, and that cost a lot of money, Bev. So it's not an easy game, you know. And um, I came across this young lady who said I should look into naturopathic medicine. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. You know, <laughs> this girl's crazy. Um, long story short is I, I do understand um, synchronicity. I do understand listening to the intuition. And my something strongly told me to wait when it came to interviews for medical school and listen to what she was talking about. It was such a strong voice which I'm sure you you all can relate to or will at some point in your life. And I decided to listen to that voice and it led me down the path of applying to naturopathic medical school. And uh, that is no joke, that school, but completing, getting done and getting out and really helping people in a way that I feel I never would have been able to if I had stayed on my original path. Oh, that's wonderful. So you, you, you were headed for the medical school traditional medical school but there was an intervention I would call it you know where somebody comes in your path and that's beautiful so and Stacey it's the month of sleep timber and we're focusing on quality sleep and restorative sleep because it's the foundation and elixir of life so I want you to tell us why do you think that sleep is key to health Oh, the number one reason that I feel sleep is key to health, Beth, is because we are humans. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is we we need to regenerate. We're we're not robots. So sleep is that time I call the factory starting. You know, when we lay down, the factory's moving up. This is our time for our nervous system to get rest, for our muscles to do what it needs to do, the rest, and also start working for our organs to get to work cleaning up toxic things that our body produces naturally because there's a big difference between those and then the array of excess toxins that we are (laughs) exposed to externally nowadays that our grandparents and great-grandparents and so on did not have to worry about their bodies did not have to, to worry about getting rid of those issues if we're talking about sleep so we know that obviously one part is the the detoxification and I know from my studies is that the endocrine system is being reset from between about 9 to 11 p.m. And that means that it affects all of our hormones. So what is the relationship between sleep and the hormonal system? It is a total marriage, Beth. You cannot have one, have dysfunction in one and have functional relationship in another. Um, if we just want to think about most people that listen to your show are probably familiar with adrenal dysfunction or adrenal fatigue. So we can start with cortisol. You know, cortisol hormone is really going to help you with that sleep cycle. And if it's out of whack, and like I, 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 I love whiteboards, this. so usually <laughs> I'm drawing on whiteboards, so I'll try to use my finger. But let's just say cortisol usually does this in the a.m. You're going up, up, up. Yeah. up. And then over time, in the afternoon, you start to decrease and decline naturally. And by the time it's time for bed, you're back in a low state. This is the time when your body knows part of that circadian rhythm that it's time to sleep. It's time to shift gears. Um, where most people are functioning, they're, they're waking up with the cortisol levels here. And then it goes up 
overtime. And by the time it's time for them to go to bed, they're still mid-high to high levels. And they're wondering why they get that second win, we'll call it. Do you guys call it the same thing in Australia? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're thinking that's a good thing when really it's not really a good thing because your body is not having that time that it needs to restore and rebuild and the nervous system, which we need more than ever to be in a flow state. I don't really like the word balance, but a flow state, going with the flow of what the body needs throughout the day. And so you think about the cortisol levels, you think about for women, women's health. I don't know, most of your listeners may be yes, women. women. Yes. Okay, so you think about estrogen. So you think about the female hormones, estrogen, and, and since we talked about cortisol, progesterone. And so when cortisol is having issues and there's depletion there, guess what? It's going to be low, progesterone, because progesterone is a precursor to cortisol. Yeah, so it's affecting the normal, healthy function of not only, as you mentioned, the adrenals, but mm -hmm. also the female hormones, as well as, I guess, the thyroid. Oh my gosh, yes, the thyroid. Definitely the thyroid as well, because the thyroid is going to be taking that extra metabolic strain from the adrenals. And eventually that's going to pull it down. And that's why sometimes I tell people you can't always treat what's showing symptoms, because it may not be the root cause or the core issue, which I like to call more so than root cause of what's going on. So the thyroid may be exhibiting symptoms of, for example, hypothyroid or low functioning thyroid, but that doesn't mean that it needs to be treated. Sometimes it's the adrenals that need to be treated first or at the same time along with gut health. And we can talk about gut health with melatonin if you want to go there. Yeah, let's talk about that because I think people don't seem to kind of see the knock-on effect of that. Okay, because when we think about neurotransmitters, we think about the brain. That's, that's the number one place we think about you think about the brain, but we don't realize that 80 to 90% of our melatonin is actually produced and converted in the gut. So if you have a high level of inflammation throughout the body, including the gut and your gut lining more specifically, you're not going to produce that melatonin that you need to sleep properly at night. And so the first thing, and what I was going to mention this as one of my tips, but I can go ahead and pull it in now, Beth, if you don't mind. But the first thing, individuals are told to do or they find through a google search in the middle of the night because they can't sleep what to do is to take melatonin and and that's not really going to help in the long run because number one they're more than likely taking too much melatonin five milligrams three milligrams ten milligrams definitely are way too high starting with more so a 0.2 or a 0.5 dose of melatonin before bed is going to be way more functional for the body because the body can deal with that because our goal is not to replace the function of the body but to support it while it's healing so that it can take over the job itself again and when you're taking such high levels of melatonin or any um, supplement the body is smart it's a it's efficient it's going to move that energy and production and function to another place in the body so starting with gut health is actually going to help a lot with sleep and also mood. So you're going to have, you know, better mood and I guess more energy. So it's sort of real, that real cascade of effects, isn't it? Where you've got a number of different elements of the hormonal system being impacted. 
Let's talk about a persistent sleep deficit. So, for example, an entrepreneur who persistently stays up late at night working because they feel that they don't have enough hours in a day. And so what impact does that longer-term sleep deficit have on the hormones and the body? And so when we think about women and we think about the issue that Bev just described, which is a very real issue, we're going to run into issues like a menstrual dysfunction. Basically, your menstrual cycle is not going to function the way it needs to function. Um, so you're gonna, you can either have fibroids because you have too much estrogen and also... Sometimes it's not even a matter of too much estrogen. I see a lot of um, health practitioners and doctors go this route without really looking at the full picture. Sometimes it's the body's inability to metabolize the amount of the natural amount of estrogen that's being produced in the body. So you have to think about liver health. Oh, see, see, it just all all these organs interplay with each other, and so you're going to have more female cycle issues. You you may have some sense of infertility. It may be blamed on age. It may be blamed on stress, which stress, what you described is essentially a stress on the body. But more directly, that is that the lack of sleep that leads to functional, hormonic environment for your hormones. Um, and not to mention anxiety and panic attacks, which um, are a whole nother ball game and issue in itself. Bab, I can go on and on with what. <laughs> what can happen with the body um, with that and, and mental issues and critical thinking skills are going to decrease. And that's what you don't want as an entrepreneur because your livelihood is more dependent on you now than ever. Yes, exactly. That is the real point. And I think for me, the nuggets in what you said there, Stacey, was that even though you feel that you're going to be more productive at that time or you know, you keep working because there's work, the reality is, like me, you may face a health crisis and then that actually pulls your business from underneath your feet. So for me, it's a really, you know, whilst we're talking about it holistically here, for me, it's a very personal and painful experience because I lost my career. So for me, this is why I'm so passionate about doing Sleep Timber every year because it's not just about theory. It's what's happened to me. And, and so i am become an advocate for sleep because I realize that it's so fundamental. It's just fundamental to everything. You know, it's fundamental. We talk about hormonal systems. It's also fundamental to your immune system. Like you mentioned, sort of bringing in the liver and the, the gut and the, all of those. And they're all, it's all interrelated. So it's not just one aspect of your life. And so I think let's talk maybe about some of your recommendations for, for restorative sleep. So we're talking about that deep, restful sleep. And Bev, thank you so much for sharing your story. Because I can feel that I can feel the realness in what you just shared. And one of the suggestions I have, and Bev led into this so beautifully, is the power of choice. Once, but there's a lot, in it, and this is not to blame anyone because you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And sometimes you learn about it the hard way. Um, but the power of choice and priority over supplements, because the first thing people do when they come and they find me and they want to know more about how I work together or they ask me questions is what supplement do I take for fill in the blank? When 
that is, I always say step two or step three. The first thing is to make a choice for number one, that you deserve to feel well and you deserve to have your health intact as well as a thriving business. You do not have to choose between the two. And then you're gonna make a choice to make yourself a priority because you are the center even more so of your business than when you probably had a corporate career or job, even though that still matters too because it still involves you, but you'll still get a paycheck at the end of the day if you're functioning. I was gonna say another word, but I'll just, let me politically correct. Um, if you're functioning at a lower level, than, than your true potential. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're all you have. And so you have to make the choice on not just a physical level, but an emotional level and a mental level to put yourself first, especially as women. Because a lot of times, Bev, it's not, it's not just the business. It's the business. It's kids. It's spouses that depend on us. It's elderly parents that may need support outside of us. It's clients that need support outside of us. Those are real external issues pulling at us. Real issues and real people that need us. But if we're not there for ourselves, there is no way that we can be there for anyone else. And I was speaking with, because um, I love geriatrics as well. That's something a lot of people don't know. But one thing that we were talking about in a meeting the other day, was that 80% of caretakers pass away before the people they're taking care of. Wow. 80%. And this does not depend on their initial health status. So imagine if you're going in with failing health or health that's not up to par, what can happen? So it's imperative. It's not selfish to put yourself first. So that's number one. I didn't mean to stay on that that long, but I, I just felt the need to share that because it's because it starts with our choice. We, we're not victims. No matter how much we like to feel we are or how the world's against us, we're not. And your environment starts to shift around when you decide to make decisions for yourself and keep yourself centered. That's number one. Number two is to really understand what's really going on at the core. Because a lot of people throw around this root cause and all of these labels, and they're still treating superficial issues. And that's one thing I see in the market a lot nowadays. So we talked about sleep. And the first thing most people want to go to is melatonin, like we talked about before. But we want to take it even deeper than that. We want to get to the gut. We want to support the gut. We want to support your endocrine systems. We want to support that immune system that Bev brought up because that's really important. It's going to really, really come into play as we move into, especially in the U.S. I guess now it's different for you guys in Australia, Bev. But we're moving into the fall seasons and soon into winter. And that's going to make a big difference on your immune system. Again, you are the face of your business. You're the center of your business. And if you have a small to no team and you're down with the flu <laughs> because your immune system wasn't up to par to handle what it needed to handle because it doesn't really matter what you're exposed to. And it matters how your body's environment is going to respond to what you're exposed to. And keeping that mineral status up. So now that we're transitioning into a different season, so using bone broth recipes, focusing more on staying hydrated because we think we need to stay hydrated more so in the, in the summertime when actually the wintertime is where we're going to be the most dehydrated. Um, and the water is not just about thirst, but it's also about lubricating your joints in your body. It's about moving the toxins that your body naturally produces or the, the metabolic system is naturally trying to get rid of, um, which is nothing wrong with moving that through the body so it does not become stagnant and cause other issues. 
and making sure that you block out the time for sleep. Because a lot of times when we don't put things on the calendar, or even if it's a calendar in your mind, if it's not there, it slips away. So you give yourself a, a sleep time. Give yourself a sleep time. So say I'm going to be in bed by 9. I'm going to be in bed by 9.30, 10 at the latest, because Bev alluded to this early in our conversation. But our organs really do have times when they wake up and become more active and then when they kind of relax a little bit and let the next organ come into play. And so you're going to need to be bed by 10 p.m., whatever time zone you're in at the latest, so that your body can do what it's set up to do naturally. Because our times have changed, the way we do things have changed, and our scheduling has changed, but the body hasn't caught up with that yet. That is just pure gold. So you and I sing from the same hymn sheet. (laughs) And I think, Stacey, what you're saying there is there's no substitute for quality sleep, really. So you need to get the quality sleep because that sets up all these bodily systems and functions for success. So just like you do in your business, if you're an entrepreneur or even a professional, Mm-hmm. is you set yourself up for success by doing certain things. So exactly what the body needs. It needs you to be set up for success by sleeping to a regular schedule. So like you mentioned, uh, have a regular bedtime and make it early enough so that your body's at rest and can actually recover and renew itself over over time. So that's like, I mean, that's just super important to me. And I love that you started off this with choice because it is a choice. That's no doubt. That's exactly what I do in my work is talk first about the story we tell ourselves mm-hmm. and then where's the choice in that. You know, we feel that it's always from an outward inward, but it's not. It's from inside out. You're making those choices first for yourself. So that leads me into your, you talk often about tough love. So why do you believe that sometimes tough love is key to our well-being? Yeah, it's like, why does a Southern gal talk about tough love? Um, Because it's imperative. One thing I really wish people would have done as I was moving through life, um, and as I continue to move through life, Bev, is to tell me the truth. And so to me, tough love is just being honest with you and telling you the truth because you're going to find it out sooner or later. I have empathy. I have compassion for where people are because they are where they are for a reason. There's lessons. There's things to learn from that can sometimes only be learned through experience. But also truth is a huge component of that. So the tough love is more so just being honest, straightforward, telling the truth so they can move forward and move through what they need to move through in the most effective and efficient way. Because I call it the merry-go-round, Deb. Sometimes we can stay on that merry-go-round a lot longer than we need to. True that, because like you mentioned earlier, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. But what I find a lot, Stacey, is it's not what you know, it's what you do. So, oh, gosh, yes. so for me, the power is like we, if we couple those two ideas of you have the freedom of choice, but then, in fact, if you know something and you're not doing it, it doesn't really matter because it's not going to work. So having, you know, head knowledge versus implementation to me is the difference. So when we know that sleep is so vital to thrive, and I mean thrive in the best sense of 
feeling vital and alive and having energy, not having uh, hormonal problems with either our, you know, our female hormones or thyroid or, or uh, adrenals, any of that. So we're thriving. We're just feeling, um, we're loving life. That for me is important. So I think, yeah, that's been absolute yeah, gold for me. And also, Stacey, then you mentioned that you started with one tip, but what are your other tips for living fabulously? Thank you, Bev. I want to talk to the people who are labeled overachievers, if that's okay for a second. And that tends to be a lot of entrepreneurs. And so, um, and I say labeled because we, we usually don't see ourselves as that. I'm sure, Bev, you can relate to that. We just are doing what we need to do to get things done. But sometimes we feel like we need to take the whole elephant with us. Like we, baby steps are for the birds or baby steps are for weaker people in a way. And it's not. Baby steps are so important for long-term implementation. So when you try to take all these tips and all these steps at one time and try to do them, when you have not been doing those things and you're trying to create habits, that's just going to cause more frustration than it needs to cause. And by doing one step at a time, you're still doing something. So I don't want the achievers or overachievers to feel like just because they decide to start with one thing, because that would be my first tip, start with one thing. Start with choosing your bedtime. Start with getting clear on the story, as Bev talked about. Don't spend much time there in that story, because we can go real deep in trying to get into those beliefs and triggers and whatnot and get lost in a rabbit hole there, too. Get clear on the story and then move to the next step. Choose your bedtime. Choose a time that works, even if it's just for that night, even if it's just for that week. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to say, well, I will like to get to bed by 10 or 1030, but I have a meeting in three days or I have to go to Thailand next week and that's just not going to work. So I'm not going to do it at all. I'll start it next month. No, start for tonight. Take each night at a time. Start there. My next tip would be to really get a good workup. Get a good physical workup. Get your blood work done. Go see your primary care doctor, um, whether they're MD or not. Um, go see them and get an idea of where your starting point is, where your baseline is. And then if you need more help from there, you want more in-depth suggestions, then look for that support as well. But learn where you are baseline with your health. What does your thyroid function look like? Um, what does your adrenal function look like now? Get an, get an idea of how your sleep is now. Track your sleep for a week or what's going on there. Get a, a look at your, I want to call it CBC, CMP, Beth. I'm not sure what you guys would call in Australia, but just basic blood work. Yes. Um, and start there. Start there. And just get an idea of where you are. Because I see a lot of people want to jump to taking all the supplement or biohacks, which is more popular now, Bev, right? Um, without knowing where they are as an individual. And I feel that's really important. Because you don't want to start taking cookie cutter general advice when you don't have to. And the next tip that I would have is to really, if you're going to take melatonin, start with a low dose. And it's not your end game. Use that to get the sleep you need in the meantime while you do the other things that we talked about. And remember the low dose we talked about is 0.2 milligrams to 0.5 milligrams. That's really all the body needs. It doesn't need a whole shebang or five milligrams or 10 milligrams or even three milligrams um, to do its job. And I would say, because I hear this a lot, where they say, well, as you get older, that, that dose won't work for me, or I'm just not going to produce enough melatonin. 
this goes still back to the gut health. It has really nothing to do with your, your number age, but as much as how long has the inflammation been around? And so if the inflammation has been around 50 years versus 30 years versus 40 years, they're going to have a different impact on the body. Of course, we have to take into consideration your constitution, your personal makeup. But in general, the longer there's wear and tear in a car, the more problems are going to be down the road. Thank you, Stacey. Those are fabulous tips. You must have been listening to my recent webinar when I said only choose one thing because that's the problem is we wait to get started and then we never get started. So, yeah, thank you so much for reinforcing that. You can be what I would say a high achiever at sleep by just choosing a bedtime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a huge achievement. Yeah, we undermine exactly. those things, Bev, right? We undermine those. And I, I'm speaking from personal experience when I when I say that. Because I'm a recovering perfectionist. You know? So <laughs> even being here now like this, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a real issue, Bev. So <laughs> so now being here like this is a big deal for me. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Stacey. You can find Dr. Stacey Mobley at her website. So it's www.stacymobley.com and also on Facebook under Stacey Mobley, Dr. Stacey Mobley. And these will be in the show notes, so don't worry about the spelling of, of that. But thank you so much for taking time to be with me today, Stacey. It's just wonderful to have your gift of understanding and goodness here. Thank you. Thank you, Bev. I love being here and I love what you're doing. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for listening and you can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Have you heard about Sleep Timber? It's a month to focus on restorative sleep and it's a month packed with so much goodness for you. What will it take for you to take care of yourself? Head to www.sleeptember.com.au to find out about the free events and sign up to join a movement of sleep lovers. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.